Welcome everybody. Crawl into your interior cave and listen to the hermit and his wife, where we talk spirituality, parenting, Catholicism, inside and out. Welcome to the hermit and his wife. Welcome to the hermit and his wife. Did that sound good? You say it. Say it. Say Welcome it. to the hermit and his wife. And his wife. <laughs> Does that we, sound condescending? We, we, gotta, we gotta work on our... We need some intro we music. We need to work on that. Yeah, we'll have like a little bumper music. So you guys, but welcome. I forced Anthony to make a podcast. I'm Nell, and you're Anthony, and you're my husband, and I'm making you do this with me. Here we go. This is what happens when you're sheltering in place for how many weeks now? Many weeks. Many... Beginning of every week four? It's like, it's like make-believe. Yeah. Everything's, everything's surreal. You walk outside and you wonder... Where you are, it's like a zombie apocalyptic oh British <laughs> movie. Uh, you're afraid Without to breathe the, the air. Don't breathe Hopefully the air. Hopefully, no zombies. But yeah. what's the point of our podcast? People want to know. The audience wants to know. What are we going to tell them about? Well, I think it's. I think it's a. It's sort of you know when you have a junk drawer like in the kitchen, you've got like. Well, it's not junk, but it's you know it's like rubber bands, we're, paper clips. We're a junk drawer podcast. Scissors. There's just garbage in there. Just random stuff. That's well, what our podcast is. <laughs> we hope there's more, you know, drawer. thematic sort of things <laughs> to it than that. Uh, <laughs> you guys are now really enticed to listen. Yeah. These people no, are going to talk no, about no, hang nothing in there. of value. Hanging there. At all. Yeah. Well, we thought we'd start out with an intro to who we are, uh, our family, what, what kind of snapshot of our life looks like today, and then also how we met. Because I feel like that's just the beginning of all the good stories, is to like, on ramp. So, who are we, Anthony? Well, we are... Um, this is like an essence, like a metaphysical question for you. Who are we? That's true. Who are we? Okay. We're contingent beings. Okay, the simple version is... We cannot give ourselves existence. <laughs> we can't keep ourselves in existence. We're completely oh dependent upon the theology a, a creator. Which is, which is sort of interesting, right? It's, it's sort of interesting. Like, God is existence itself. They're asleep, itself. They're asleep already. St. Thomas Aquinas says you can't get what you don't have, right? <laughs> Name will die, quote, non habit. Literally, we just... Okay, we put them to sleep. You push right. them over the edge. Sorry. All right. Well, I mean, we're Minnesotans. We've been married for almost eleven years. Almost eleven years. We've been together thirteen years. Wow. Baker's dozen. Uh, actually, it was really funny because at our at our ten year reunion, we had uh, the priest who witnessed our our wedding vows um, many years ago. He 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 came up from Nebraska, and uh, my back had gone out, and Nell was. <laughs> coughing. You were really sick. You, you were really sick. We and were then, just both hot messes. And the kid. So the kids were like crying Extra and, you feral. know, hanging on to us and I'm like hunched over and I can't even, I can't even look up and down in the, in the eyes. And, but he anyway. witnessed the renewal of our wedding vows and offered a private mass. And offered a private mass here. Right here. It was great. In this homemade altar. Anyway. In the third floor of our house here. Just be great. So I, I can't say that we're seasoned, you know, a seasoned married couple, but. Like semi-seasoned. But a decade, you know. A decade? I mean, that's. That's fair, but you never know. Like life throws. Uh, I bring that up. Just what do you mean? Life, you never know going? about our marriage. No, I said no. You never know where you're going. Well, we've been married for almost you know over ten years, but you never know. What is it like the escape? No, I mean you never know where. Oh, okay. Wow. 
to go to do is Mel Kathleen. Uh, Sorry about that. Okay, so we've we've been together for 13 years. We've been married for 11. We have four kids. Nine just turned eight, almost six, so five. And three, she thinks she's 13 or 30. We're both lawyers. We met in law school. We live in St. Paul, Minnesota. You're a partner in law firm. I'm the managing editor. Bus is she. That's like the snapshot version. Yeah. You drink coffee. I drink hot chocolate. And I, I've developed a fondness for hams. Ham's beer. Like cheapo Groters. No, it's been around for. Groters. It has stood the test of time. The test of time. It's like the it's like the ordinary time, you know, like time after time. Pentecost sort of thing. So, Wait. So, what are you gonna drink during the Easter season then? Since this is not ordinary time. Well, you can make hams extraordinary by. Uh, it's sort of like Blue Moon. You have you put a little orange slice in there. Same thing. You just with, like same thing with hams. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's actually really good. Um, why don't you tell them a little bit about your background, and then we can like voop, bring it into how we met. We well, have I'm a really good meeting story. That's just to like whet your appetite for it. So wait, like how far back? Well, just a little bit about you, where you grew up, and schools and activities, and then end at law school. Okay, so I'm a corn husker, born and raised in. Uh, That's Nebraska. Nebraska. For people who don't know. I'm a huge Nebraska fan. All things Nebraska. Um, but I, I was uh, uh, running cross country and track. Uh, I was in Notre Dame for a short amount of time, uh, doing cross country and track. But then I actually uh, got my uh, undergrad degree at the Diocese of Lincoln in the seminary, uh, St. Gregory the Great Seminary. Great. We like to say St. Gregory the Great Seminary. It's a great name. It's like Tony the Tiger. Um, so it, so I, I was there for three years, and then I was with uh, I switched over to the Priestly Fraternity of St. Peter. Uh, which offers, uh, makes available uh, the, the sacraments using the uh, uh, liturgical books of 1962. That's a particular charism. So if you're a big fan of Latin, which I am, um, uh, that's that's what they do. And so they're, they're you know, actually they're all around the world. So Can you say that in layman's terms for people who don't know the books and like, it's the old rite? Oh, okay. Right. So it's it's the old rite or in the words of, of Pope Benedict Sixteenth, you refer to it as the... Extraordinary form, um, in contrast to the ordinary form, which is uh, liturgical books uh, after or when Paul VI changed them in the 60s and the 70s. So, um, anyways. Right. Little, little side. So, back to. Yeah, so, here you okay. are, you're in your major seminary. Yeah, so I. Yeah, so I studied uh, theology for two years there, and then. Uh, but my interest actually was, was in. Um, uh, or I, I should say my underlying interest really was. Uh, Contemplative life. Uh, so I looked at hermit. a lot of different places. Yeah, that what, the hermit. hermit and his wife, right? <laughs> hermit. So um, anyway, so I looked at you know I I contacted the Carthusians, um, which is an amazing order. Uh, I looked at um, the Camaldolese, and uh, anyway, but I, uh, I I was a hermit for believe it or not. I had a beard down here and a shaved head and everything. Uh, I was a hermit for about a month, and then. Um, I love the the prayer aspect to it, but um, it wasn't it turned out not to be not right. to be for me. It. Yeah. So fast forward. Um, so to clarify, you did not become a priest. You didn't no, take any I, vows of that nature. Uh, no, I, I I didn't take any vows. Uh, although, well, right, and I I was never a, a deacon or a priest or or anything not like that. Name. So not a chalice. Um, <laughs> I yeah, have to add that. Just in case. A long time after that. Just in case. 
Um, but I did, and okay, so when I was with the fraternity, I, I did receive the four minor orders. It's not, uh, cool. there's not an ontological change in your soul like there is um, when you're ordained as a deacon or a priest. So uh, that's uh, the major, the major holy orders. Uh, but the, the four minor orders in the old rite is uh, porter. Uh, they used to, back in the day, way back in the day, they used to have people that were designated specifically to open up the church, get it ready. Porter, lector, which is, um, they would actually chant um, uh, different readings for the divine office. And then uh, lector, uh, exorcist, um, which is never, you can't exercise it. They call it a potestas legata. It's a bound power. You can't do it unless, at least now, when you're, unless you're ordained. Um, an acolyte. So you can, uh, you're authorized to, you know, serve and, and things like that. So. It's like super secret powers. You have like secret powers. Yeah. Super powers? Something like that. Something like so, that. Okay, um, so then, okay, so you discerned away from being a hermit. You cut your beard, you grew your hair back out, you moved back to Lincoln. What happened? Moved back to Lincoln. I worked for an insurance company. You did teach Latin for it's a naturally year. natural segue, right? Forgot about that. That's why you, that's part of your Latin love. You that's Latin right, I did. I, I taught Latin in a high school for, for a year down in Dallas. And, um, Texas. For all of our Texan listeners, everybody loves Texas. They love it hard. Anthony loved Dallas. You know what's amazing? You can you can go. We're gonna have a lot of side to Jack in the yet. Box. Get their get their curly fries, the and then go to Waterburger. It's actually what a burger, <laughs> and then like you combine the two, <laughs> and it's. I mean, the beatific vision is gonna be amazing. Oh my god! For though you know for for everybody fortunate <laughs> enough, but like I feel like that might be one of the. It's like a foretaste. Oh my you know? goodness! It's just that's, oh, it's amazing. That's gross. Yeah, you're gross. So I worked. Okay. Uh, yeah, I worked for an insurance company for um, a couple years, and I worked a lot with in-house lawyers. And I'd always been interested in um, in becoming a lawyer, um, going to law school, and and um, I was actually going to go to uh, University of Nebraska's law school. It was just down the street from my, from my house. You owned a house. Um, I had a job lined up with the insurance company, and I was all set. Uh, in fact, I even went to there was like a little orientation and and everything. And then um, I, I I I visited uh, Ave Maria School of Law. Uh, it was at Michigan at the time, and and um, I loved the I, I I loved a lot of things about it. Um, and for what it, like, I, I don't know, I just, I, I, I switched gears and um, decided to go there. So. How lucky for me, since that's where we met. So the first day I walk in the doors, uh, there's Nell helping people, greeting people, like she does. <laughs> and, and she was. Probably not wearing shoes. She was, yes, yeah, no, she wasn't. I, I think that. Probably him brush my actually, hair. I think you still have, like, fungal sort Probably of things do. going on. Anyway, she. She was there, very, you know, very happy, very, very welcoming and everything. And, and um, so she was a second year and I was just starting my first year. Um, and uh, anyway, I, I, I thought she was great and everything, hmm. but. Um, we'll pause it there though. Okay. I'm going to give my backstory lead. Oh. And then we're going to tell the law okay. school story. You guys are like, how do I click away from this video and this podcast? Okay. So I grew up here in St. Paul, Minnesota, fourth of five kids, four girls, one boy. Not too far from where we live now, actually just a couple blocks away. Uh, Catholic school for grade school, and then like a Christian school for junior high, and then high school is like just at a, that sounds like fun downstairs. Um, just like a, a liberal arts, not religious school at all. 
Then I went to the University of Minnesota here in the Twin Cities for English. I'm an English major. A poetry a manuscript, a creative writing poetry manuscript for my for my for my um, thesis. Love poetry. Also, was always the only Catholic I ever knew. Like my family, we were really Catholic, but I never had in high school and college. Never had Catholic friends. Um, dated a guy in college, wasn't Catholic. Like always, just wishing to have that Catholic environment. So when I looked at grad schools, because that's what you do when you're an English major, of course, my brother went to Christendom College down there in Virginia, in Front Royal, Virginia, and he said, there's this amazing Catholic law school. You should totally look into it. I thought, well, Peter, I want to be, I want to be a poet. Like I went to, looked at NYU and Cordell and the new school. Like my, I had a sister who moved out to New York. I was like, oh, I'm going to write poetry and get my MFA. But actually, especially after visiting the schools, I thought, yeah, this really isn't where I'm going to spiritually flourish. I will still be the only Catholic I know. I'll always be the only person with my convictions, um, which is really depressing and really hard. And I, I think I need community. Like I've been away from a Catholic community for long enough. I think I actually would like to be around other adults who are Catholic so I can grow, actually grow. Um, so my brother said, you yeah, should look at this Catholic law school in Michigan. I have friends who go there. I thought, well, I don't know, Peter. I don't know. I mean, that is, I've always loved like detective stuff and Perry Mason and like, <laughs> like law and order, love law and order. Um, but I also loved writing. So I gave it a shot and I got in and I was kind of resigned to like, all right, I'm moving 12 hours away. I had show jumped. I owned horses. I show jumped horses. I'd spent most of college at the barn. I was leaving my horses behind and going to Michigan. I didn't know anybody. I think I cried most of the 12 hour drive. Um, as my mom, my parents drove me in. Um, so I went straight from undergrad right into law school and I loved it so much. It's the best three years. I mean, not of my life, but I had no idea how incredible it would be. The teachers, the community, my roommates, people that I knew, just the example. I had never been around Catholic people living out their life. Um, just like normal. It was just so normal. They were so, they lived such a beautifully integrated life. It wasn't like, oh, I'm Catholic, I'm Catholic, like me all through college. Like I'm clinging to it, like hanging on, but no flourishing. It was such a gift. So my first year I had a boyfriend, did not end well at all. Um, and I was kind of resolved to like, no more dating. I'm done dating. I just want to like, I, I'm zipping on through. I wanted to move out to DC when I was done. How'd that go? Everybody okay? That was pretty intense. This is just going to be how the podcast goes. Sorry, Anthony or I are going to have to go and deal with kids. Hey, you're back. I was just bringing them into the law school. So by my second year, I was like, I'm not dating anybody. I think I'm going to move out to DC. I take the Virginia bar. My brother's living out there. I visit out there a lot. I love it. So like I'm on law review. I'm just going to buckle down and get my work done. And also just continue to run around barefoot. But then I saw you. You came in from a run, big runner. You came in from a run, like these shades. You came in. This might be a little Front door. This is not, I never exaggerate, ever. There's nothing hyperbolic about me. There's no hyperbole here. Yeah, that's not true. Uh, and I thought he was super cute, but I was informed by others that he had a girlfriend, so. Which I didn't. True, you did not have a girlfriend. It's actually, I'm gonna credit Eric Bales. Eric Bales, dear friend, he and his wife Jenny Bales in law school. There was a lot of like, Jenny, can you ask Eric to ask Anthony? Did, did, did. It was like fifth grade, like, whisper down the lane, like bringing information back, giving information to you. There was, I will credit them with helping launch our romance. It's kind of like Napoleon Dynamite, you know, where they like write a note, will you go with me to the dance? Yes, no, no, um, not really. So, 
So my second year, I just like I'm not I'm not dating, just like gonna buckle up. So then my third year is when I got was it my third year? Third year is when I really got to know you because then you were an associate at Larview and I was a managing editor. So we got to spend a lot of time together. So that that whole his first year, my second year, I thought he was dating someone, so he was just kind of out of my mind. But my third year, do 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 do. You went. You just went way above and beyond doing special things for me. Like no one had ever, I was always the doer in a relationship. No one had ever exerted so much um, effort on my behalf. Tell them some of the things you did. They were outrageous. They were crazy. Intentional. They were wild. Wow. That's really. <laughs> Popcorn. Popcorn. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, well, I, you know, it's just, um, well, if anybody out there is um, trying to woo somebody, um, you know, you just, you come up with different creative things, <laughs> right? So I made a scavenger hunt at, at one point, you know, like put things around uh, Ann Arbor. Oh my goodness. Uh, based on different clues, um, I got her a cello for, uh, for Christmas because she had always wanted to learn how to play the cello, but sort of an abstract thing, so... You know, it's just, you just have to pay attention to, you know, the person that, you know, that you, that you're interested in. So, you know, little things that they say here and there, like, remember those and then try to bring them to fruition. Like that's, that's really what you're trying to do. And even in marriage, you know, true. <laughs> you try to true. keep it alive. You, you have to, you have to be thoughtful of, of, of the other person. So uh, it could be the smallest of, of things, even, even uh, something like. They had a long day and you just take the dishes out of the dishwasher, you know? Or you bring them breakfast in bed. But you, getting back to the specifics though of our love story. So then you, one time I was really sick and you peeled oranges for me. Peeled oranges, got and a whole bunch my of... my favorite kind of organic smoothies. Yeah, different, uh, I don't know, things because she was always, always helping other people and, um, well, and a lot was riding on her because she was the managing editor and... And she was really sick, so but she was still coming in and doing all this stuff. Probably spreading my disease, shedding virus—a term we now know. I was probably shedding, shedding virus everywhere, all over <sighs> my keyboard. Um, so we we got engaged at the end of after I graduated here in Minnesota. It was a beautiful proposal, and then I clerked for a federal judge out in Las Vegas. So then I studied for the bar, and you were working back in Lincoln all summer, and I was here studying for the bar exam. Which, if anyone's taken, you know, like. Your boards for nursing or any kind of medical boards or I'm sure for teaching you like the bar exam is just it's so awful it's just so terrible I will never retake the bar exam ever it was the worst but I got to be engaged all summer so that was also really fun so we you did come up a couple times yeah started... Spirit Airlines it was it was it was dirt cheap no but from the, even that summer you would drive up didn't you from Lincoln to oh yeah right and kind yeah. of prepping for like okay we know we're gonna get married a year from this was May so then yeah I moved out to Las Vegas which is just a really weird place to live. Not, I mean, I, we have friends who live in Las Vegas and they're normal, but Vegas is just an odd environment in so it's many unusual. ways. It's very unusual. And I clerked for a federal judge there for a whole year while you finished up your third year of law, law school. You were editor-in-chief of the Law Review. So, I would, and there's a three hour time difference. So you'd call me on your drive in and, and it'd be like, I don't know, five, six my time. I'd be like, hi, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of nonverbal uh, sort of like I'm still noises. I'm still asleep, and then you'd be working all hours. You'd be working late at night when I'm just like do 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 driving home from the courthouse with nothing to do. I made some girlfriend other, but I had you know I'd like planned a wedding, watched a lot of news, ate Twizzlers, uh, just dying to get married. And then you graduated, 
And then we got married and then we moved to Las Vegas together for the, to finish up the clerkship until August. So I studied, you studied. Sorry for the bar, <laughs> casinos. Got into a constitutional law argument with a homeless guy who was there for the, the free drinks, uh, which was very interesting. You uh, really, yeah, you and your Barbary book on your lap, just playing hands of poker. Yeah, it helps, you know, to play pretty conservatively. Because <laughs> you got something else to do, too. You do love playing poker. Um, then we got, we moved back here. And maybe we'll talk about like job stuff and that in a totally different episode. That's kind of our backstory. So we moved back here and that was 2009. 2009. 2009. And now we're here. Okay, anything else? Um, any other funny or profound tidbits from our backstory before we wrap it up for these poor people? I think they've uh, had a lot of blow by blow there. <laughs> so. All right. Well, then, till the next time, my friends. Till the next time. You're supposed to say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>